Welcome to the Chapman CG Podcast, inspiring and informative conversations with top HR leaders from around the world. Hi, it's Matt Chapman here, and I'm with Madan Magaldanay with Facebook in New York. Hi, Madan. Hey, Matt. How are you? Great to have you um, on the line. Um, everyone, uh, Madan is the Global HR Director um, for the, uh, the Global Sales Organization uh, based in New York. Um, Madonna and I have known each other um, for many years, and um, Madonna, it's probably worth just sharing um, your career background because you've you've had some very interesting stints through your career leading up to now. Sure, man. So I'm a kind of an engineer by by, by profession, an engineer by uh, qualifications. I got into HR very early on, serendipitously, uh, and so I've kind of traveled the entire route of. Uh, focused on HR in three different continents, uh, in, in Asia, where I've spent quite a long time uh, in different countries in Asia, uh, and in Europe, uh, specifically in London, and uh, now in America. So in the, my 20 years, I've uh, kind of had a long stint in the U.S., about eight plus years, and a long stint in Asia, and a short stint in Europe. And the companies that I've worked for, the organizations that I've had a chance to work closely with, um, are Facebook, which currently I'm right now uh, working for Facebook. And prior to that, I was the head of HR for uh, Amazon uh, in, out of, out of uh, India. So my remit over there was to cover all of Amazon's engineering operations and uh, customer teams uh, back in India. It's a large operation, and it is uh, today about 18,000 people uh, that uh, Amazonians in, uh, in India and Singapore. Prior to that, I was in the Bay Area for quite a long time, for about eight years. I worked with two startups and an incredible uh, company in the semiconductor space, uh, which is on the other end of the spectrum, uh, which is solid engineering, physics, and, and vision systems called KLIT and Carl. So I've done HR, or I've led HR teams for companies focused on engineering, for retail, for e-commerce, for in digital marketing, social networking right now, uh, and uh, it's been a very interesting journey so far. Great. Well, look, I, I think uh, uh, Facebook, you know, really is one of the most forward-thinking organizations of our time. Everyone knows the brand, and undoubtedly, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a very cool place to work for. Tell us, what is HR like at Facebook? Like every other company which wants to be people first and where the cliche statement of talent makes everything and people are your only assets. I think we have not only amplified uh, that, but have those long-lasting mechanisms uh, for people to make this a long, uh, to, to make Facebook a part of their career for a long period of time. So the way HR works at Facebook is slightly different than uh, quite a few other companies. So we're very, very mate. There's a significant focus on how we assess talent, and there's a significant recruiting team, a big recruiting team that focuses on making sure we get the best of best. Unlike many companies which look at recruiters' productivity and recruiting productivity and, and kind of uh, fixate on that, for us it is about the quality of hires uh, which actually drives the first metric. Uh, well, certainly, recruiter productivity and everything else around assessment and recruiting is important. For us, what is really critical is the experience candidates go through and just the quality of the people that we're able to bring in or the bar that we have. So what that means is that you have to have a different approach to recruiting. 
in terms of the resources that you need to invest in recruiting, the brand that you need to build, the people who are focused on getting the message out, uh, it goes from just being a bunch of recruiters run by a recruiting manager and a recruiting leader to creating a recruiting science, an assessment science, and a resourcing science of just attracting the best of best. So that was my biggest learning coming in from Amazon, which, uh, which again, has a phenomenal approach of recruiting talent. Uh, but, but just the way we're resourced on our talent acquisition as a, as a, as a function is vastly different than any other organization. And maybe the, the closest one that comes to a model that is similar to us is Google. Uh, and I've not seen too many organizations that uh, over-invest and over-invest is a word for, that might be valid for someone looking at it from the outside in, uh, but, but significantly invest in, in recruiting resources in all dimensions, not just recruiters, but the way we communicate, the way we build our brand, the way we focus on the customer experience, the technology that touches people when they want to apply for a job at Facebook uh, is, is vastly different. So if you move from the spectrum of recruiting and want to resource and assess and land the best, uh, we've spent a significant amount of time trying to understand what makes the best onboarding uh, process. Many of uh, uh, folks would have heard about the very famous uh, Facebook bootcamp process for uh, for engineers, and if you were to read about it, you have written about it, where we actually put our engineers through a six-week-long bootcamp uh, it's pretty much like an army boot camp. You get to touch various parts of our systems, our code, etc. Uh, and only after you pass the boot camp uh, do you actually get to go and work pretty much in any team that you want. So, so underlying this is this whole approach of democratizing everything that uh, we know, uh, where people have a choice to pick the teams they want to work for, uh, information is democratized. The access you have to information is democratized. It's no longer uh, residing with your manager or your VP or your director. So what happens when you when you look at it and when you democratize information is the way you start doing work changes dramatically. Now, once you've kind of gotten the onboarding process, the core HR team, which is the talent team, which is really focused on partnering with the leaders, uh, that's when our roles start to kick into high gear. What I mean by that is a significant portion of my time, at least in the first three to four years of my stay out here, this is my fifth year at Facebook, has been focused on how do you build an incredible science and, and approach on making managers effective. So we've invested a lot on making our managers uh, go through a certain uh, kind of learning about what does it take to be a great manager at Facebook. So you've got to understand that at the core of it, we've democratized information. What that means is that given that we use the same Facebook platform at work, access to information, access to the, your work product, access to your peers and, 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 and uh, your colleagues is very, very easy for most people coming in. So they don't need to go to their managers all the time asking for help and asking for direction. Uh, and so the manager's role has to change uh, to factor in this approach of uh, easy accessibility of information and everything else. So therefore, what happens when you create social at work, which is what I call it, when, when you kind of create a platform of, the, of your entire organization being social, is your manager's role now shifts from being a disseminator of information and 
tasks and work and everything else to being an investor in people's growth, in their careers, in giving them timely feedback, in not surprising them with anything uh, negative or positive, but making sure that they get constant inputs on how they're doing and how the manager can make sure that you're kind of growing their uh, his or her teams. Now, that results in the uh, soft topic of, oh, my manager shows care for me. So most HR people would say, oh, as a manager, you've got to show care. But when you ask them to, when, what does care mean? It can mean different things to different people. For us, showing care for you means, as a manager, am I invested in your career? Uh, do I have regular one-on-ones with you? Do I give you feedback which is timely and actionable? Do I amplify your strengths? And if you're a very, very big strength-based company, it is very deep in our DNA to look at someone after you've gone through the assessment and the onboarding and you land up, that we look at you as, you know, as, as, as a human being who's just capable of infinitely good, great, good to great things. And it is for me as a company, as an HR partner, and as a manager to find what your core strengths are, amplify them, and maybe look at only those weaknesses which are derailing and not everything else. So a lot of our conversations, a lot of our discussions are gone, kind of uh, are, are, are focused on what is your strength? Is your job designed to amplify that? You know, are, you, are you feeling complete? Are you feeling balanced? Are you feeling refueled? Are you feeling energized? So we have a lot of mechanisms which are very, very unique to Facebook. Uh, For example, most companies have weekly reports or a weekly update email. We have something called an HPM, which is a highlight, people and me. So anybody writing a weekly report follows a very simple, socially acceptable, lovely email called HPM. You write about your highlights for that week, what went well, maybe what didn't go well. Talk about people. Who do you want to thank? Who do you want to highlight? Who do you want to say, you know, that you want to call out for great work? And talk about me. Talk about yourself. What are you doing on the weekend? What are you focused on uh, on your family side? Share whatever you want You want to do. People share about their kids. And I, I might share about something that I, um, let's say that I'm, I'm off to a yoga class or a yoga retreat on the weekend. I will put that in my HBM. Uh, and therefore, I make even a seemingly simple thing of a weekly update email very social, very human. So when I meet you on Monday morning, Matt, and let's say I saw your HBM, uh, and then your HBM had that you were uh, you were out surfing in uh, in Perth, I, I would start a conversation with you saying, Matt, how was your surf? And that would just trigger a whole bunch of positive emotions, and then you get to work, as opposed to not knowing what you did on the weekend, not knowing who you are, just coming in and just diving straight into work. So it took me some time to understand what does this mean. When I came in from Amazon, I mean, Amazon is maybe the world's best uh, execution machine that I've ever seen, uh, and it has its own strengths. And, and I was not used to this kind of uh, complete, holistic approach to who you are. We always encourage people saying, bring your whole self to work, and we actually followed it up, that statement, with all these mechanisms which work. So very unique approaches to all aspects of our HR process, the way we assess, the way we resource, the way we onboard, the way managers, uh, the way managers show up as managers, the way we learn, our compensation philosophy, 
there are technologies that we use to assess people. It's, again, very unique in terms of how we assess uh, the technologies that we use to assess. Our assessment is pretty standard, meaning we do twice a year, etc. We go through a very robust uh, assessment methodology. So the technology we use is, again, very social. It's very Facebooky. It looks like a Facebook page. Uh, so our calibrations are a breeze. It's just a joy to sit in the calibration, etc., because we've just invested in the technology. So if you were to take all aspects of your HR process from assessment, onboarding, uh, to rotating, promoting, leading, learning, rewarding, paying, uh, and, and, and running through, it, through an HR technology platform, uh, we've created best practices in almost every aspect of our HR uh, system. That together, when you combine all of it together, is I think what makes this place magical. That's very exciting. Now, a question. You talked about you know, most of the uh, HR team being involved in recruiting. Uh, it leads me to believe, and I think you've mentioned this to me before, you have a very, very small HR business partner population, uh, not just in the Americas, but across the world. Uh, that must mean that what goes into an HR role like yours is fairly specific in order for you know, a HR business partner to, uh, to make a difference. Uh, how would you describe that HR business partner role in Facebook? You're absolutely right. Uh, there's a significant uh, focus on the recruiting piece. So the HR team and HR business partner team is a very, very tiny team. So what happens when you have a small team is you get to, your scope is very big, and more importantly, you get to pick only those top three or top five goals that you can, you can hit and you can do and you can execute on really well as opposed to having a goal sheet of 20 goals, which I was just so used to. At least I had 10 plus goals in most of my previous jobs. My goal sheet is three goals for this hat because I'm going to take these three goals and do exceptionally well on them as opposed to doing everything from succession to change management to um, attrition analysis to looking at engaging people to pulsing managers, and you're, then you're trying to boil the ocean. We've just realized that that is, doesn't move the needle. It doesn't more than move the needle. It doesn't give you an automatic seat at the table when you're trying to do too many things. So when our business leaders work with us, they know that they have a specialist talent leader with them. They do not look at HR as, okay, Madan can do the 50 things. I, I, I could possibly get a bunch of people to do something specific, but they pretty much know my top three or my top five goals. And they are very specific to each business based on what we want to improve, based on what we want to kind of change, et cetera. Uh, but the narrower scope of goals, but just the larger impact of it, which is paradoxical, uh, has been the magical ingredient that has made our HR business partner team just, just so well-respected. Uh, and, and most leaders, I would say all Facebook leaders, just cannot think of a day without talking or interacting with their uh, HR leaders or HR partners because they're so deeply ingrained into the business. So the roles, the goals could be different for each, each team, uh, but the focus uh, would be very, very specific, and that has really helped us earn a piece of the table. Yeah, that's great. Now, you, you raised a point before which uh, was very interesting to me, and that was around uh, the social element um, really infiltrating I guess, the professional element, the way people, you know, do their corporate jobs. And this is a trend that I've noticed, uh, you know, sweeping uh, the business world uh, across the world. Uh, but it does raise the interesting point that, you know, people need to be very comfortable 
um, with what they share and how they share it about their personal lives. Uh, how have you? Uh, how, how would you describe that at, at Facebook? And, and I guess how people um, have been made to feel comfortable about that. Thank you, Matt, for asking a question or on a topic that is very, very dear to my heart. And I've blogged about this and I've keynoted on this multiple times in different parts of the world. And let me kind of ask or, or, or try to explain this with a simple analogy. When I keynote, I ask a simple question and to the to the audience. I say, how many of you use in a messenger service like Facebook or WhatsApp or Google Hangouts or any kind of uh, messenger service to communicate with friends and families on a daily basis. Everybody in the room raised their hand. I asked the same question saying, how many of you use a similar messenger service to communicate with your work colleague on work? About 30%, 40% of the room kind of raised their hand, about 10, 20% of them are tentative, but let's assume it's about 40%. Then I asked the question saying, how many of you work in an organization that has an IT-approved, corporate-mandated messaging app. You will be shocked at the number of hands that go up. I've never seen more than three hands go up in a room of 100 people. It is, so I, I, my question to my community is, if you are living the information superhighway, living in the information superhighway on a daily basis with friends and family, why should it be different in the organization? Why aren't you, which is my community of, of, of HR leaders, taking control of how information moves in your organization. Unfortunately, we've given up that control to IT or to some other organization, uh, and we are kind of involved on people and talent, and we're not taking an active stance on how information moves, which kind of translates to how work gets done, which actually translates to how innovative you get as a company. Now, if you were to find an answer saying that by being social, by looking at the, the principles of what does it mean to be social, what does it mean to share, if they can impact the way you create new products, new services, the way you address customer complaints, or the way you're able to move information faster than you are, you would never say no to that. You would never say no to anything that would help you innovate at a pace that can beat your competition. So if you if you Took away the word social networking and sharing and all the challenges and friction that comes with it and just ask yourself saying, if I can find you know, a couple of magic bullets to help my company increase the pace of innovation, increase the pace at which information moves, increase the delight of our customers because our employees are responding to them much faster uh, than our competition, you would sign up tomorrow morning. It just so that, unfortunately, you kind of have this uh, parachuting effect of saying, oh, this is social networking. People are going to share stuff. People are going to share something stupid. They're going to write something that they shouldn't write, etc. And we kill that discussion completely. So I've always encouraged my uh, uh, peers in the, in, in, in the, in the community of, of HR leaders to say, go back and ask yourself saying, when did we have a significant impact on the way our organizations innovated? We've had significant impact as an HR community on a whole bunch of things. Today, most companies have talent at the centerpiece of their, of, of their strategy. I think that's given. That's happened in the last five, seven, ten years. Uh, and the role of HR couldn't have been more important. Um, role of people and role of talent couldn't have been more important and more uh, critical for organizations today. But if that is the baseline, if that is the new normal, 
the new normal that needs to be extended from the baseline is how do you innovate? How do you innovate faster than your, than your peers? How do you move information faster? How do you create delight in your customers, create better products, uh, and do everything else that an information age, the digital age, the mobile age actually allows you to do? So there are only a few companies who have actually tried this, uh, but still, if you look at it, more than 90% of the companies operate in a very top-down, email-centric uh, framework where information is trickling down. It's still controlled by the people in the chain. By It's based on titles and based on maybe on tenure, but based on titles and based on levels, and the power starts to uh, build up in a pyramid. Now, in an information age, that is just not uh, congruent with what's happening in life. You have access, unlimited access, democratized access to information. All, all that you need to have is access to the Internet. So first, you know, two years ago, I would challenge people saying, they were like, oh, we're not going to allow Facebook or Twitter at work. We're going to shut it down. I'm like, okay, but your Facebook is, you don't need to allow it on the desktop. It's already there in your employee's pocket on the mobile device. So I, I don't even try to push saying, oh, you should have, you should allow Facebook at work. I mean, that's not my agenda. My agenda here is saying, think about what does it mean to be social? And as an HR leader, we need to lead that discussion within the company. Maybe Facebook or social networking or Yammer or Jive might not be right, to, right for your organization for various reasons. But not having a conversation about what is the impact of digital and mobile in an organizational context is just unpardonable in my view. And I believe that we have a, a great opportunity to reclaim that seat back at the executive table without even asking for it because we can be the subject matter expert on how work gets done in an organization, how information moves in an organization, and therefore uh, start to create these differences, these advantages in the, in the market for your company. I like the theme around innovation and unlocking um, innovation. Um, you, you, you talked about you know using Facebook at work, um, but I would like to also just sort of end this on... Um, a discussion on the product Facebook at work because uh, I know it's not released to the market yet. Um, uh, Chapman CG, um, we've been uh, trialling this product um, thanks to you and your team and have been deeply impressed with it uh, in terms of how it allows our employees to collaborate, uh, particularly from a social perspective um, within our organisation. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about Facebook at work and what we can expect? Yeah, thank you, man. I mean, for... In, I think in your industry, trying it out and saying, let's learn from this and let's see what, what about this works or not. So really impressed with how uh, the Chapman Group's taken the lead on, on uh, internalizing something very new. So the way I kind of explain Facebook at work is an incredible messaging and communication platform that you can tweak and design the way you want to use it is up to you. You can use it company-wide by having everybody on it. You can use it just for two groups. You can use it just for you and your team. It is a combination of information that you can share, comment on, like, uh, and, and, and add media to it for the close group of people that, you, that you're working with. So maybe you're a manager, you're a brand manager, you're a CMO. You've got quite, this is a real-life example from a very, very big uh, CPG company or, or, a, or a company uh, that is pretty uh, global where the brand manager said, look, my IT, my IT team hasn't approved this. I'm just using this as a small group where we post everything because brand is rich in media. We post everything about the new video that the agencies released. I want five people to take a look at it. Previously, it would be, I would say, a 10 GB file. 
uh, over you know Dropbox or some file sharing stuff to 20 of my folks, and then I would get email comments from each one of them. Each one of them would have something else to say, and then I would never be able to consolidate all of this. Today, I just use the Facebook group. I post this uh, video that has that my creative team has has come up with. We're going to release this ad on the on the TV. I asked my team of 20 to say comment, let me know, and in, in just half an hour, I have a robust discussion on a product that I'm going to be spending close to half a million dollars on in, in TV spend, uh, and, I, and I have input from my team. So think about it as a platform for communication, as a platform for moving information really quickly. You can go all the way like we have. We've been using Facebook at work from the time we've been Facebook for the last 10 years, where everything that we do at Facebook today is pretty much on on, on the Facebook at work equivalent of, 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 our, of our platform. So... There, there are competing products. There are Yammer and Jive, which are enterprise related work, and Facebook at Work is, is actually has evolved into a really beautiful product, uh, which which you can you can just create something specific to your organization, and you know the the FB at Work team will actually help load your profile. It's a mobile product, uh, so it's available on mobile, so it's it's not even a uh, kind of you're not caged to a desktop. Uh, you can pretty much use that on the go. And then you combine this with our Facebook Messenger uh, service, which has an inbuilt video function right now. Uh, I do most of my video video conferences on, on FB Messenger. It is instant. I just tap someone, and then he or she shows up, and I'm able to talk. So just look at it as a simple communication platform that can dramatically alter how information moves in your company. Start with that. Start with a few teams that can collaborate, see what works, what doesn't, and then start to make it big. You will... It, it's a product you will never go wrong with because, you know, people, if they need to, if, if they are doing something stupid, you have different ways of, of stopping that. So I wouldn't be too afraid of, oh, my God, what would happen to people share A, B, and C, the FB at work product has got built-in security that will, you know, make sure you're not sharing it on a different, you know, it's got a whole bunch of uh, very good hooks into keeping the information within, contained within the container. So, uh, the companies that have used it, I think we've got about 20, 25 companies that are piloting it, one of them being yours, uh, have found various uses to it. Some of the use cases are uh, two teams uh, that are located in different parts of the world collaborating on a design pro uh, project. They just use FB at work in and out. There were 20 people on both sides of the Atlantic, and they're using FB at work to kind of make sure that they have information going up and down. They're posting files and messages and media, etc. Uh, teams like yours, which are which which could be using FB at work, or just aspect of Messenger saying, look, this is our corporate mandated, or so we've got a nice Messenger pro uh, product uh, that we can constantly keep talking, adding people, creating groups, and you just change the way you communicate. It becomes instant, it becomes very quick, and it is like a text messaging service without the text messaging, uh, the, without the pain of text message. Much richer, you, you know, you can uh, you can create groups, you can add media, you can add files, you can do a whole bunch of so my advice to you is try out something that is social in your art. If you at work is an option, and there are many other options. Uh, for example, there is Slack, which is you know, one of the most popular apps out here in the U.S. today, uh, is, this, is this company called Slack, uh, which is actually a gaming company, and they kind of pivoted and changed direction, and today they are, they are trying to bring email, chat, and everything that you do at work, the way you collaborate into one single newsfeed-like uh, product, which is actually pretty good. You should. My my advice to my peers are try something new, try something that will change the way you communicate. Very exciting, and I, I really must say I've enjoyed watching um, the uh, 
um, unprompted collaboration uh, within our organization through this product, uh, given that we've got people in um, various parts of the world. So uh, you know, I encourage uh, people listening to, uh, to watch out for that product. Uh, Madan, we're going to have to end there, but uh, everyone, that was HR at Facebook. Madan, I always enjoy catching up uh, and hearing um, your uh, ideas on innovation, technology, uh, and also HR. Thanks very much for your time. Thank you, Matt. Uh, have a great day, and thanks for having me on. For more excellent conversations from Chapman CG, follow our podcast series or check us out at chapmancg.com.